In this episode, we find out all about Manti racing, both in Germany and here in the UK. Brought to you by Nineworks.co.uk, the fastest growing online Porsche community, supported by the Nineworks Marketplace. Nineworks Radio is your dedicated Porsche and car podcast, hosted by Lee Sibley, Andy Brooks and Max Newman. Nineworks Radio is carefully produced with special input from experts around the industry and powered by our valued members of the Nineworks Driven Not Hidden Collective. Max, Andy, how are you two fine gentlemen today? Really good. Max is back. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Yeah, nice. Nice to have you back in the game, Maxie Newman. Nice to have you back in the game. How's your Porsche week been, gents? What have you been up to? Any any news? Uh, Well, I've been driving a 992 today. Ooh. Yeah, uh, Porsche Bournemouth have very uh, kindly lent me one um, because I needed to drive one because we've got an episode coming up. So, yeah, I've been uh, cruising and uh, ripping around in that, seeing what I think. Nice. If uh, Obviously, we're going to dive, deep dive into that for another episode we've got coming up. There's going to be a special for the yeah. eighth generation of 911. But as a maybe one or two sentence synopsis for your drive, which was a 992 GTS cab, what's your thoughts? Yeah, 992 GTS cab with uh, PDK uh, in similar sort of grey colour to mine, but black interior. So I almost felt like I was driving the, the new version of uh, Thermador. Um, what's my thoughts? I feel like a rag doll. I feel mm. like the car was driving me and not I driving the car is the way that I felt it. So that's my that's my short synopsis, but I've got plenty more content to, to spill on it. Love it, love it. We'll be scooping that up in a couple of weeks' time. Make sure you write some stuff down or record. Oh, I have. I've been recording, recording you, actually. Oh, yeah. you, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't want to forget forget those thoughts, do you? And yeah. and, and that was a two-wheel drive car, was it? Not a four. It was a two-wheel drive, yeah. It's very greasy out there. So, um, yeah, tyres light up very easily. Get a little bit of uh, movement. But yeah. yeah. Did you have the top down? I haven't had the top down yet. It's been pretty nasty. So I uh. yeah, decided to keep my hair dry for now. Maybe <laughs> maybe a bit later I might do. Yeah, Max, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, I've been I've been using the Boxster quite a lot because I got it. Um, I was at RPM last week having my uh, phase one of my yeah. investing in the Boxster done. Uh, so as a result of that, I've been um, I use it as a station car and just you know all my running around I've been doing in that rather than in the McCann, so I can get a feel for. The uh, yeah of the work that was done at RPM, so that's been good fun. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna touch more on what you've been up to there a little bit later this episode because we have got a, a special episode dedicated to all things Manti. <laughs> yeah, so so we can dive Very in. I, I hope, yeah, I hope hope listeners can hear uh, certainly hear me okay uh, <laughs> in the workshop. Yeah, what's <laughs> in the going workshop. on? Your yeah, location. It's an outside broadcast. It is. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm in the workshop at Right Tune today. Uh, which do you know what is always good fun i always look forward to these days because the guys are brilliant they're great fun obviously super knowledgeable i always learn loads i mean even on the lunch break there was three of us standing around 
two air-cooled flat-six engines, naturally aspirated, which looked the same, but actually were very different. It was a 3.4, it was a 3.2 litre engine upgraded to 3.4. And then next to it, the 964 3.6 upgraded to 3.8. And the guy's pointing out all the little nuances in, oh, the, nice. in the blocks and the design and everything. Really cool, like really spotty geek session. Andy, you'd have loved it. I love a bit of that. Love a Gen- bit of that. Genuinely, yeah, honestly, that was right up your strasse. But yeah, the little Irish is having some bits done, some maintenance things, um, and some like upgrades as well. So that'll be kind of fully documented in a in a video soon on YouTube. Nice. I guess it'd be cool before we get stuck into the crux of today's episode. There's a couple of newsy bits around about two hours ago as we speak. Porsche released its electric Macan, which before you switch off, listener, we're going to spend about one minute talking about this <laughs> yeah don't go <laughs> you know yeah yeah don't, don't don't go anywhere but the macan has gone all electric in its 10th 10th year of the macan now so the the macan 4 and macan turbo have been released boasting up to i think it's 650 ps and around about 1100 newton meters of torque is there is there anything else boys that we need to say very top level on it I don't think so. I don't think what's, so. What do you think, Max? What's your... Well, I haven't really paid any, any attention, to be honest, because I'm not really that interested. Um, I started watching the presentation. Um, that Did that drop it? Was it half 11 or something like that today, wasn't it? And I think I got about 15 minutes in and I turned off because it was just boring. <laughs> it was yeah. just, all it was talking about was art. And he said, what, what, what's that got to do with a new car? Come on, guys. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's it's it's... It's interesting insofar as it's a really significant launch for Porsche because they're going to sell bucket loads of them. You know, there's no doubt about it. It's going to be a huge volume seller and it's yeah. an important car. But for for the likes of us, generally, I don't think it's that it's that interesting. I think the most interesting thing about it, as I think I talked about when we were at um, Heritage, uh, Nine Works at the Warehouse, is that we do finally get a benefit of um, Brexit insofar as they are continuing to sell the um, the ice McCann alongside the E McCann, not for the uh, UK. Well, it, yeah. we, uh, apparently, we get the same delivery as EU. So, yeah, maybe out of out of EU, but including us, they may continue, but not uh, not in the UK. Not in the UK, so we're being lumped in with the EU. We have indeed, yeah. So we didn't get that benefit of Brexit. Damn it! Damn your auto car and your fake news. <laughs> <laughs> This is it. Responsible journalism. That's a, that's exactly what we stand for here at Nine Works. So <laughs> yeah, it's probably probably right to acknowledge it, I guess. And um don't want to come across, you know, you have like, I don't know, I find it with older journalists, old school journalists, just end up making a living about moaning about everything, yeah, don't they? We yeah, don't want yeah. don't want to stoop to that. It's right to acknowledge it. it. It will make a lot of sense for a lot of people. But I guess in in the main, we're all kind of sports car enthusiasts, aren't we? That's that's certainly well, what started. Know started the podcast in 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 the main yeah it's got 100 percent for me Max, Max I love McCann. A, yeah mccann he's man he's mccann through i think he's actually got it in his but but on a on a sunday morning max that what doesn't get max out of bed on sunday it's not a mccann is it it's yes. a it's a drive in the 981 <laughs> i don't know Which, i do lo- well, i do love the mccann though mccann okay. i still call it i do yeah. love it elsewhere for news they're moving away from mccann uh want to stay with electric talk about tycons but namely headlights so Boys, you, you must have seen it. It's been happening for months now with these headlights going missing on Taycans. It's kind yeah. of been pictures doing the rounds on social media again this week, but it's it's not new news, is it? Um, it's really sad to see, to be honest. Yeah. I, I yeah. read somewhere that um, in the US, 
um, there's been some sort of lawsuit put to war to Porsche um, to say that their headlights are too easy to steal. <laughs> Which, I don't. I. I don't believe that the Americans have bought a lawsuit. I don't believe it. <laughs> no, apparently. Yeah. That was in 2012, <laughs> yeah, exactly. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, that's it. But what makes you laugh is they've got to cut the bodywork off to get to it. That's not that's not easy, is it? <laughs> they are, so I've been told, manufacturers looking to redesign that. But the issue is there won't be, or, or certainly the people I've spoken to can't really work out how there would be a retrofit solution for the cars that are already out and on the market. So. It is a difficult one, but some, something definitely needs to be done because it's awful to see that. You know, imagine coming back to your, to your Taycan and seeing its eyes missing, essentially. That's, it's really sad. <laughs> it's it's really eyes sad. ripped out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and is it a Porsche thing or is it other manufacturers with trick headlights? Porsche. Yeah. It is a Porsche thing. That, that was that. The last thing I wanted to touch on on news, uh, I don't know if you boys have got anything else to add, is um, Kalmar Automotive. That's K-A-L-M-A-R. They're a Denmark-based establishment um basically entering i say entering that might be unfair they, they are within the bespoke and custom 911 sphere predominantly air cooled to date but they've just done their first water cooled 911 it's actually based on a 996 i got the press release this morning it's called the rs6 rs-6 based on a 996 can be gen 1 gen 2 carrera or turbo manual or tiptronic um, and it's an all-terrain vehicle, so it's jacked up. It's basically, they're saying it's got the ground clearance of the E2 Cayenne, uh, but it starts from oh. 45,000 euro. And they're basically saying in the press releases, obviously due to the uh, the low cost of the 996, gives like a, a nice entry point, really. So, yeah, it's there. It goes into the this car goes into the Kalmar RS range. RS standing for Rally Sport here. Okay, so this oh. is like um, a. A 996 Dakar type Yeah, thing. that's it. Yeah, sort yeah. of, yeah. If you imagine like a, yeah, safari style conversion prices start from 45,000 euros. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool. I wonder if we could get some time in that at some point. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm just looking yeah. at some pictures of it now. It's got, um, yeah, it looks kind of like a, um, if this, this will make sense to some people, it looks like a Group N Rally 996. Haha, <laughs> that's a great shout, Max, to be honest. Yeah. That is a great shout. So, yeah. yeah, looks fun. Yeah, it does. Yeah, again, the, the press images is a mixture of like uh, muddy shots and then snow. Looks quite funny. The car in the snow on like really skinny button stud tires. Yeah. Um, so the the shot is a nine nine six narrow body. You can see a hell of a lot of bracing underneath, protecting the flat six in the back. Oil cans on top, spare wheel on the roof as well. Wow. Well, so, nice, nice picture of a nine nine three version. I've just found. <laughs> that looks really cool is that calmar yeah, as well yeah it's calmar as well i reckon they oh, right, okay. yeah so i guess they've done well quite a lot of these in the in the past so yes they've, they've they've got this adventure range uh, yeah. and again like pr previously their projects have all been air cooled 911 focus this is the first step into water cooled 911 and mm. er, earlier on a couple of minutes ago i said it's uh they're denmark based yeah they've partnered up with a load of specialists that's from what i can understand how they work as a business load of different specialists or a small network is a better description of specialists around the world so for the united states you've got to call canapa and and they're the specialist representative of calmar automotive over there in the uk here we've got dk engineering so i mean they've partnered with some pretty big names big names yeah yeah, yeah good names cool so interesting yeah. one to see 
Yes, yeah. yeah, something else thrown into that mix of different, you know, 911's reborn. Yeah. Oh, I, I see the 993 now, Andy. I recognise that from my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I like it. Good fun. All right, then. So we're going to get into all things Manti this week. Manti. Manti, yeah. So you may or may not know for kind of top level, Manti's been around for uh, just over 25 years now, based at the Nürburgring Nordschleife proprietor of Manti is Mr. Olaf Manti. I think Olaf raced in the very first Carrera Cup as it was at the time, which is, is these days the Super Cup, then going on to race at uh, top-end GT racing, think VLN in Germany, as well as uh, yeah, worldwide FIA racing in the WEC. It was around about 10 years ago, Manti partnered unofficially at first with Porsche racing um, at Le Mans with the factory RSRs, they teamed up. And then a few years after that, Manti and Porsche officially worked together. So now they're partners and, and Porsche actually owns, I think it's 49%, give or take. I think we'll find out shortly of Manti. So there's a much kind of closer tie between the brands. And then certainly if you didn't know that, what you will have seen surely on the road or at Carson Coffees is modern Porsche GT cars now rocking Manti equipment. So I think GT3s, GT3 RSs with bigger wings, dive planes on the front, um, what you call it, aero wheels, like the old school BBS yeah, fan style. Fan type things, yeah. Yeah, really cool. And, and obviously Cayman GT4 and GT4 RS getting that, that treatment as well. So you, I'm sure you'd have seen that. A lot of kind of curiosity about it. I don't know. What, what do you boys think of it all? I think it's fascinating. And it still seems I haven't quite got used to it yet, the idea that, those sort of, um, you know, I think of those Manti setups and kits on modern GT Porsches, and I think of, um, well, RPM Technic and that sort of thing. I still find it uh, fascinating and kind of cool that that, is, that can happen at an OPC now, um, you know, and that's testament clearly, as you say, Lee, to the, um, you know, the fact that Porsche have chosen to invest or buy, you know, a big slug of that business um, and why that business you know, over any other of the many Porsche tuning businesses. And, you know, that's that's what we'll find out over the course of this episode. But as you say, you know, Olaf obviously has a a, a real affinity with Porsche because he was, as you say, first Carrera Cup Deutschland uh, champion. Uh, first time they went to Le Mans as Manti um, with the 996 generation GT car. They won the class, you know, some, some you know, he, he obviously has a real affinity with the brand and those you know, knows a lot about it. And that's why he and Porsche ended up working together. Yeah, spot on, Max. Absolutely spot on on that. Um, we've got an interview coming up with Mr. Michael Grassel, who's the sales director at Manti. He was, uh, we were very privileged and chuffed that he gave us a chunk of time to talk things through in regards to Manti. Andy, you actually met him a couple of weeks before that recording in, a, in an I informal did. setting at Porsche Bournemouth. Yeah, Porsche Bournemouth had um, like a Manti um, evening. So it was uh, launching their services that they are now able to do uh, with, with Manti. Michael was over um, to host that evening. Um, absolutely fantastic presentation on the, the company and all of the, the details on all of the modifications that they can make. And I had a probably about a five minute chat to him. And it was really interesting to find out about all of the, like the alignment equipment and, uh, and what Manti can do. Yeah. It's really good, really nice guy. So I'd be interested to hear what, um, what the interview goes. Yes. What Mr. Grassel says, I think it's worth pointing out again, like top level for ladies and gentlemen listening at home that 
that's kind of, yeah, the good thing these days with Manti's official tie-up with Porsche is you can get the parts fitted, not just at a Porsche dealership, it has to be said at a specialist or whatever. You can have them fit in it, doesn't it invalidate your warranty? And that's indifference to a lot of aftermarket stuff. Mm-hmm. There's just no wiggle room, is there, on the warranties, particularly these days, whereas that, that won't affect it all. So it can increase your performance of the car. I guess for like a GT thing, it doesn't turn it into an RS, but it's sort of like a GT3 Plus. Just yeah. helps yeah. that little little step up. And particularly for the amateur driver, those those gains can turn into real kind of healthy, healthy gains. Yeah. Um, so it's it's definitely worth pointing that out. I think in, in so to to be fair and, and for us to put across to you listening at home the most well rounded approach to Manti as possible, we're going to speak to Michael Grassel, first of all, from Manti. We're also going to speak to the guys at Porsche Bournemouth who are one of the uh, like partners or, or approved. I can't quite remember the term. We'll find out. But basically accredited to fit this stuff. And it means they've uh, got technicians qualified to fit the gear yeah, and, and do alignment. Yeah. So, and that, so there's a couple of, certainly UK speaking, there's a couple of dealerships that have that. But again, to be fair, RPM Technic, fine representations of the Independent Specialist Network, They've had an official Manti partnership for years now, actually, and, yeah. and similar fit the fit the stuff, have done the alignment, and really know the products and the history and the brand inside out. So it's kind of you know for us as consumers, enthusiasts, with plenty of options, and it's kind of wherever you go is is down to you. But I think it's worth highlighting that that there are options in the specialist network as well as the OPCs. Yeah, one of the things I've read, which is really interesting about those kits, is that um, you know when you see them. It looks like quite an extreme setup, doesn't it, in terms of what they do compared to the to a stock GT3 or RS or whatever it is that it's been applied to. But as I understand it, from what I've read in a in an on track, you know, a track day environment, it actually makes the car more manageable and progressive for a you know a non pro driver, you know, your classic track day driver. So it looks pretty extreme, but there are tangible improvements to the you know, the accessibility of that performance. So it's really clever stuff. Well, adding to that, Max, so, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this at home, you're thinking, oh, this is all sounding pretty top-level stuff, and I think I might dial out of this one because it's just going to be talking about water-cooled GT cars. Well, it's absolutely not the case. So, Max, you've been in with your 981 Boxster to RPM Technic recently and, um, and had a little bit of work, and I guess at least have seen how the Manti stuff works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to over club the significance of my 981 Boxster SMR. How's, um, yeah, I was going to say, how's, how, how big's the wing on the back? Have you gone for, like, you should see the size of the stickers. Yeah. <laughs> you should yeah. see the turbo fans, because I'm only on the 19s. They pretty much cover the whole tyre. <laughs> Quite something. No, oh, no. So, yeah, I was, I was at RPM uh, last week, you know, and those that those sort of tie-ups and affiliations and expertise inspire confidence in everything that you have done when you're working you know with a business like that doesn't it you know i was i was having tires and fast road geo on the boxster um you know and doing that with a business like like rpm inspires confidence and and it was such on the day that my car was set up using the manti kit um so um uh, you know no no more than that but you know what it does mean is that it was set up on the best possible equipment, you know, by some, you know, super highly qualified technicians. And and the car does feel great. It really does. 
Nice. Lovely, lovely. What else did you have done to that box so while you were there then? That was, you know, we'd spoken. Okay. Yeah. So, so far, phase one, that's yeah. it. So okay. the PS4S tyres yeah. um, and the Fast Road Geo, which is um, which is a bit of toe and as much camber, you know, and this is all relative, you know, it doesn't look like a cup car because there isn't that level of adjustment in a yeah. non-GT product. So, um, but um, particularly playing around with their tyre pressures, which is a significant part of that, you know, that piece of work um even in the nasty weather that we're having at the moment you know just driving it there in the morning and back in the evening it's a there's a tangible improvement to the car and certainly in my confidence with the car uh which is significant so um yeah that was good and i have been playing with the tire pressures uh, a bit just to um you know there, there's an operating window in between the factory setting and what uh, rpm recommend you know based on what we've done and it's for me a bit to sort of feel my way now uh in terms of what uh, of what of what works for me so that's um that's interesting i think the other the commuters who got off the same train as me the other night were confused that i seem to have four flat tires on my car and i was <laughs> making some adjustments before, <laughs> before i drove home from the station based on some emailing that i'd been doing with um you know with rpm during the day whilst i was at the office i thought well, i might oh, I love just, that i might just Have make a little, a little change yeah, that's amazing little... isn't it stepping off the train whistle and flute on and that and he's down yeah. by the box there just in the tight pressure yeah, for the yeah, drive yeah, home yeah, that's yeah, amazing so what did you do go more higher, higher um, pressure or lower i went i went up to sort of strike a middle ground between what's on the uh you know the door shut yeah. and um and the the you know the opposite end of the spectrum that rpm had given me so yeah i'm yeah. just uh settling there okay. for, for the moment you know because the temperatures are coming up a little bit so it's a bit easy to manage that you know the yeah, ambient yeah. temperature versus when you're going but i'm sure there's more tweaking some more tweaking to come and um ups uh permitting the car's going back next week for phase two Ooh. so uh, more to be talked about and revealed but, oh, the, uh, sec- but the secret mods the secret mods Okay. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so that was, um, I mean, we've talked before, you know, Liana, you talk about this a lot, the, the importance of tires, you know, should not be underestimated. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that, you know, they are really good. And this far, you know, as I said on the pod before, I wasn't sure about, you know, should I just get the car straight and the car wasn't far off straight, you know, it was pretty, it was yes. pretty neat. Or should I try this fast road? And I thought, look, let's try the fast road thing. Cause I can always come back, um, if I don't like it, but. I tell you, the car feels mega. Right. Wicked, wicked. Love it. Loving the mods, loving the mods. So why don't we turn back to uh, all things Manti then and kick off with our chats with Mr. Michael Grassel, sales director from Manti GmbH. Michael Grassel from Manti, thank you very much for joining us, good sir. Yeah, you're very welcome. My pleasure to be on the show here. <laughs> I've heard many good things about you, and, and you're very clearly passionate about this topic because you've been, uh, I think it's fair to say, on a bit of a tour of the UK, I guess, in in, in the last year, in 2023, visiting Porsche centres and, and renowned specialists such as here at RPM Technic, uh, all in the name of Manti. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, um, as soon as we got into that cooperation with Porsche in terms of the equipment so that the Manti kids got into the equipment range, uh, it's not only just, yeah, we're now there and you can buy our stuff in the UK, but of course you have to 
uh, inform, train, and teach the single dealerships in order to make sure that they have the same knowledge like we have, and they also have the same skills like we have. And therefore, we're traveling around the world and and get people on board and uh, show them the Montai spirit. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I, I guess, and, and we'll go into this in a bit more detail as the podcast goes on, but it must be quite an exciting time for you personally, as well as the company, because although Mantai is, is a household name in Porsche circles, has been for many years, it's a bit of a game changer latterly that the products uh, um, almost have that official link now, I guess, with, with, with Porsche and whereby the products can be fitted to uh, otherwise factory cars without invalidating the warranty. That's a real game changer. Yeah, of course. I mean, this is, you know, there were some quite big steps in the company within the last 25 years. And uh, for sure, uh, when when Olaf founded this, uh, I think it was always his aim to, you know, conquer the world. But uh, there were some milestones like the first 25-hour race win and then uh, Le Mans and then also the the merge with uh, Reda Motorsport and getting Porsche on board. And now I think the last one was for sure to get uh, teamed up with uh, Porsche in terms of the equipment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, before we dive into the company, it'd be nice to know a little bit about you. So how long have you been at the, at the company, uh, Michael? And I know you've you've got some history on the racetrack as well, right? yeah slightly yeah <laughs> yeah yeah do explain if you don't mind yeah the short review more or less of the studying i uh, i had to do an internship at a company and this uh, company dealt with uh, suspension and from this company i switched over to kw suspensions and took care there about the motorsport part and also club sport fast race cars our street cars and uh, then from there, uh, more or less, I was already in contact with Reda Motorsport and with Mantai. And then um, I switched to Mantai uh, now about eight years ago. It was in 2015. Um, basically, uh, as one of the first guys who, who was talking to customers and explaining what we are doing. And my first project was uh, at that time the GT4 Club Sport race car. Uh, which we more or less took over from Porsche to to do the final inspection and send them out. And then, you know, from the uh, Cayman to the Cup car and then switching to the street cars, it was always kind of, yeah, race car, street car uh, projects. Yeah. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. Well, as I said, I think it's, it seems like you've you've got a really exciting job right now on, on the product front for the road cars. And I guess we'll talk about that shortly. but. It's probably only fair to start from a Manti perspective uh, on the racetrack, I guess, and, and where the company started 20, well, very nearly 28 years ago now, back in 1996. Yeah. Yeah, this was more or less, you know, Olaf founded the company together with his wife, Renate, and uh, he used to be a race driver, quite successful for different brands and manufacturers. And then I think he... He was uh, at the point where he said uh, it's not only cool to win a race as a driver, but also as a team boss with your own team and, you know, do the whole uh, sum up of it. And this is where it started, you know, and and he started with uh, motorsport in general, but uh, he also always had an eye on streetcars. So the the history of Mantai being involved in streetcars, the same like uh, Red Motorsport is quite a long time ago. So he even founded... Uh, a brand called Mantai Motors at that time, 
and uh, where he basically just took care about streetcars and uh, also developed parts, bits and pieces for streetcars. So it was always uh, parallels between the racetrack and and streetcars. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess kind of more pertinently, there's just real parallels with Porsche as well. I mean, Olaf's like um, success bred really from a Porsche perspective, like from Super Cup, and then obviously followed into to international GT and endurance racing, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, so you mean now for for Olaf or for Porsche in general? For for for, for Olaf, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he started with uh, Porsche Super Cup, and uh, and then. Uh, he also did a uh, little bit of DTM, unfortunately, with another brand at that time. But uh, then uh, he he straight went uh, straight on with Porsche, more or less. And uh, when he started then endurance racing, especially, I mean, he was located here directly at the Nürburgring. And uh, so it's it's obvious that you take care about uh, endurance racing. Yeah, But he also was in Le Mans and he won Le Mans already like quite a long time ago. So there was always... I think the focus mostly on on endurance racing. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess the very fact that perhaps the world's greatest playground is your back garden. I, I guess things are only going to go one way with you guys in terms of like performance and elevating performance for for road going sports cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, it, it's even now today. So where I'm sitting now in the office is about two hundred meters from Döttinger straight away. Yeah. So. For us, of course, there were quite or are still lots of benefits being here at the track, you know, uh, not only for development of streetcars and also race cars, short ways. We also are allowed to run in the industry pool testing together with the other manufacturers. I mean, even imagine if in your country um, a customer shows up with a car and says, I have some wind noises at uh, 250 kmph. So, uh, your Porsche dealership probably struggles and we say uh, we just take it on the track and see what happens. So there is quite a lot of benefits to do this here. Yeah, That's amazing, particularly if you can get on the manufacturer days, because uh, I guess you've, you've got a bit more room to breathe. Very different experience to a tourist, Farhan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the problem now is that the streetcars are so fast uh, and so potential that, you know, you can't develop a GT2 RS kit during tourism for it because this is simply that the risk and safety is not given there. And therefore, uh, the best thing is to run in the industrial pool because everybody is teached, everybody knows what he's doing and there are uh, just professionals on track. Yeah, yeah I mean, and that is like an amazing achievement really that I shows I guess shows how far the company has come. Um, you know, what is ostensibly a family business from its inception to be running on, on, on those uh, industry days, as you rightly point out. It, in what other ways has Mantizer company grown over the last 25 years? If you could kind of paint that picture for us. Yeah, that's as I said. Uh, I mean, first of all, we always choke a little bit and say that the main issue or the main goal was always uh, colored cars are running in circles. Yeah, this is what every race team more or less is looking for. And I think end of the day, it was not the main aim of creating turnover, profit, uh, stuff like this, but it was always to win, you know, always being the one on top of the podium, always win. And uh, at the same time, the structure behind was always kind of outstanding with Manta because the preparation prior to any events, uh, the dedication to it was always top notch. 
So Olaf was always uh, there. Of course, there is a, a rest of risk at a 24-hour race, but he wanted to decrease this to almost zero with all the preparation, testing, spare parts, adjustments, setup. So this was this was always the case up till today. And then, of course, the first main step was uh, the merge and uh, the participation of Porsche, which was in 2013. And and you could see that there is was the first step from from becoming a serious company out of a race team. And uh, the second step, I would say, was in 2015 when this uh, Cayman project uh, took place here. Because, you know, we, in the very beginning, it was, okay, we get some cars, we do the final approval, we do the test rides, and we hand them out to customers. But then customers showed up and said, I need uh, a second seat. I need a pressurized bottle. I need some car skates. And we had this as a race team, but we never imagined to sell this to any others because we were just a race team. And uh, this was, I think, the last big step uh, really to towards a serious company. And then, of course, now with the equipment range of product, you have a totally different approach in terms of uh, how to develop, how to do all the tests uh, and so on. So uh, we we still learn and uh, we are grateful that we are on board with Porsche because they all have the knowledge and we can jump in there as, as easy guys uh, with not uh, a big uh, package of, of uh, topics behind like in a manufacturer. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess, Michael, why, why Porsche to begin with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why, why, why choose those guys? And honestly, I know this is a historical thing that goes back years, but I think it's still- <laughs> yeah. I honestly, th- this would be something we have to ask Olaf. But uh, what I can say, I mean, Olaf was in the Porsche game from the very beginning with the the Super Cup cars uh, doing or uh, operating the Porsche Junior program then winning a 24-hour race uh, four times in a row with that brand, uh, having all the big names on his cars from Mark Lieb, Rockefeller, Timon, Roman Dumas. So everybody who can imagine or who won Le Mans years after in a 919, they were at Olaf's car. So I I personally think it was obvious that this was the only choice to go. So uh, you you mentioned the partnership. Obviously, Manti these days is is fifty one percent owned by Porsche. I, th- I think you've given great detail there as to kind of some of the behind the scenes changes at, at, at the company. How else has Manti kind of changed since that kind of uh, the partnership became official, if you like? I mean, there, there were some points like you know. When the merge was done, then we took over the WEC program, which we were running almost 10 years until last year uh, in Le Mans. And then something like, uh, as I said, the Cayman uh, final preparation, which we do here for the race car, the cup cars. um, There were so many topics which were handed over from Porsche to us that this was, of course, the the biggest advantage, or one of the big advantages, because you simply you slip into that OEM uh, business and all seeing all the structure, but at the same time being still small and independent. I mean, you know, uh, coming from a let's say thirty uh, employee uh, company into a 
today over 300. Uh, so of course we're getting a little bit more structured and and uh, the wheel is getting bigger, but it's still, you know, we're still small compared to to a big player like Porsche. Yeah, yeah. And if, if you don't mind me saying, Michael, I think as good as Porsche is for Manti, I think Manti is, is excellent for Porsche. It's, it's the perfect combination and a match made in heaven. From, from the outside, how I see as Porsche as a company has got bigger and bigger in terms of sales volume and customer reach, and this is over the last 10 years, the, the GT product in particular is still so highly aspirational and sought after by by many and 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 i'm talking about hardcore enthusiasts at this point so while porsche has branched off into electrification with tycans and um macans in in the the luxury four-seater market with panameras as well gt 911s is still so important and and, and clearly as as you've shown with your uh, record laps uh, with like around the nurburgring with the gt2 rs i think you've helped kind of retain even more of a focus on those cars, which enthusiasts like us really appreciate, right? Well, I think uh, I I have to tell a small story in order to to explain how this works and what is the background. You know, um, with the first record lap of the GT2 RS, everybody thinks maybe okay. Porsche opens another profit center or Manti uh, is happy to sell a kit which is expensive and customers pay for and stuff like this. I mean, end of the day, um, the the result of the GT2 RS kit uh, was uh, more or less done because uh, Porsche in 2017 did a fast lap with the 2RS and uh, they were the fastest street car. And unfortunately, a year after, our friends from Italy uh, with the Lamborghini showed up. And <laughs> by incident, they were two seconds faster than us. And so Porsche and Manti discussed this, said, we have to set things right. So there is no chance that Italian friends are faster on German ground than Germans. <laughs> and so uh, we made the decision that we spice up the car, the GT2 RS, and get the record back. And, you know, having the possibility to order uh, a Manti kit for a GT car in your country today is more or less the result of, of Lamborghini tried to be faster than us, you know. Um, and I I always uh, said that it's, it's cool that there is a competition because everybody brings what he has. And... Uh, now with the electric cars we also see this with the lap records it will be always a back and forth you know it was always good enjoying to see that also amg stepped into the game and and wanted to take part of it and uh, for us of course with the low structures and not having the topic of a manufacturer it's not that porsche is growing bigger and bigger and they get like lame or whatever it's the topic that a manufacturer has to follow different rules than a small company than we are you know yeah. porsche although they are building perfect gt cars they still have to take into consideration that it's running on a country with bad roads that everybody's using the car or somebody's using the car as a daily uh, they have to have wheel clearance they have to have this they have to have this so it's not always that they don't want to but it's more than there are regulations which they have to follow and we 
as a specialist, the niche in the niche, more or less. <laughs> we are we have more freedom, and so we can um, push the the barriers a little bit further. And so it's a super combination because we are we always call it internally we are the the longer workbench of Porsche, you know. Uh, and and so I think everybody has his targets and also his exercises to do, and uh, the combination of it makes it perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Very very well explained, Michael. I, I guess then the next question is, you know, what from from a, a an owner of a road GT product, Porsche GT product, you know, what's the material benefit of uh, a purchase of of Manti kit or the investment in a Manti kit, really? So, I mean, we had this situation, especially also after the 992 GT3 uh, car, where a customer said, uh, it's a certain amount of money and uh, you gained like four seconds on the Nordschleife. Yeah. So, what I always explain the customers, and this is where they are really surprised, is that Manta in general is not aiming to build the fastest car possible, but we want to... Uh, produce, set up, and supply a car or a kit, uh, which helps the standard customer, the amateur driver, to enjoy his car on track as best as possible. And this is not because Porsche can't do the job, but uh, Porsche, as I said, has to build a car for any use. So this means if it's Easiest way to explain is the GT2 RS. The GT2 RS has in its papers a top speed of 345. Yeah, So it's impossible for Porsche to deliver this car with, let's say, two and a half degrees of camber with maximum wing. So it's performing perfect on track or, or on track. Uh, but they have to take into consideration if somebody gets the car in Stuttgart and drives it flat out to Hamburg, it, they have to make sure the tires last. Yeah, so it's it's simply a different purpose of use, and for us, we can say, listen, we have this kit, and the kit is dedicated for track use, and we designed it that an amateur driver can enjoy his car because he's getting the maximum feedback out of the car, the maximum easy handling at the limit, the feedback of the car, and. Maybe the amateur driver is not only four seconds faster, but maybe he's 14 seconds or 24 seconds faster because between you and me, if Kevin is driving the car, he doesn't care about oversteer, understeer, jumping, flying, airtime, whatever, but the amateur does. And yeah. we have so many customers, they said, um, I'm feeling more comfortable, uh, comfortable in the car, more confident. And if customers ask me, how many seconds are, am I gaining when installing your kit? I always say, in worst case, you do the same lap time, but you probably do it more relaxed. Yeah, And that's our aim. So it's not only a kit for pro drivers, but the main goal is to have amateur drivers, which are maybe not so skilled, but they have the budget to go on track. They should be happy with it. Yeah, fantastic. That really resonates with me personally, because I've said for a long time, whilst uh, lap times are clearly important to a manufacturer from a commercial kind of perspective, for, for me as a driver and enthusiast, my uh, barometer for uh, excellency in a car isn't isn't that uh, kind of binary lap time. 
it's the the more visceral experience of the engagement and the fun had behind the wheel it's it's kind of a, a bit more intangible yeah you know i mean there's a, for me personally i would prefer if we stay at the nordschleife and we talk about bridge to gantry times yeah i mean it's great to do a 645 yeah but i prefer to do a, a 655 uh, five laps in a row relaxed then instead of having a 645 with white knuckles and sweating and stuff like this. Yeah, right. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. There's a common ground there. So uh, talking from a UK perspective, Michael, and again, I know that uh, you've been visiting various uh, Porsche centers in the UK this year. You've worked uh, with the guys here at RPM Technic for a long time now. So in, in terms of like the GT market in the UK, what sort of uptake are you expecting with Manti Kit relative to overall sales of, of gt products <clears throat> i mean from the history i know when i was uh, at uh, kw i also was in the uk quite often you know because kw has a subsidiary there and i was at quite a lot of track days and at that time you could already see guys uh with uh, 996 gt3 rs's um to be there with the full Manti package on the, the exhaust system, the K410 kits, the suspension, all that stuff. So I think there is was quite a history, but people always had to travel here to the Nürburgring. And, uh, you know, England is still, for me, the home of motorsport, lots of track days, uh, lots of cars over there. And now, unfortunately, as you uh, decided to leave our community, <laughs> uh, <laughs> The, the problem, of course, is that when people are coming over, getting their cars modified here, then you always have a tax, a customs and whatever problem. And also there are people who say, I don't want to drive like five, six, seven hundred kilometers to get that done. So now with the equipment range and also training the dealerships, we have the the possibility to tell the customers, just go to your local dealership, get it installed. They are trained. They use the same tools like us, and you will get the same quality of work uh, just at your local spot. Yeah, yeah. I guess moving away from like the, the lap time, is there, uh, in terms of like the level of improvement, is it greater from a, a an RS to an RS with a Manti kit or the GT3 to the GT3 with a Manti kit or the gains bigger for like the the mid-engine platform with a Cayman which I know you know you've done a hell of a lot of work on I mean I think you can't really compare it because it's always a different level of course and what we now see that customers are not really just aiming for the fastest car and this is especially now with the 992 that of course um the RS is now the pinnacle and, uh, you know, the all over uh, warrior. But at the same time, we have customers, they say, I want to drive it also slightly daily or on country roads. I think the RS looks a little bit too aggressive. Uh, the next guy says, I like to travel through Europe to visit different racetracks and taking my girlfriends with me. Um, I have no chance to get luggage in the car. so. You know, there are different kinds of thinking compared to just the overall lap time. And so we have customers, they they own a GT3 and wouldn't step to an RS and also the other way around. And there is still the topic that 
Cayman customers are not 9-11 customers and also the other way around. Yeah, so we try more or less to always focus on the performance of the car, no matter which model we are taking off. And of course, some of them are more challenging. I mean, if you see the RS now, the three, um, it's, it's really a status from stock, you yeah. know, but we always try to improve. But the same with the GT4 RS, yeah. So uh, I am, I'm in general, honestly, really the 9-11 guy. But uh, driving the GT4 RS it, uh, with the Manti Pack is really, really uh, challenging and, or challenging is the wrong word, but it's really a, a step forward in terms of uh, racetrack performance. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I cannot wait to see what you do with the 992 GT3 RS from a Manti perspective. I had a press car last week, in fact, obviously stock, and the air I want it is ludicrous. There's no mm -hmm. other word for it. It's a real step on uh, scientifically from, from the 991.2. So looking at how you improve that already and, and you, you know, you're, you're dead right with, uh, with regards to like the practicality element of that as well. And where that car sits is quite challenging from factory currently with, uh, with no front luggage space. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really interested to see what you do with that. It has to be said. Yeah. I mean, uh, we are already in the progress of R&D. And uh, obviously, I saw some spy shots uh, in the web, which maybe could be our car. And uh, <laughs> so, and, you know, um, my, I'm always thinking uh, it's always good as long as it's not better. Um, better is probably the, the wrong word because we're simply focusing more on, as I said, the track they use. And there are for sure guys. Um, I was in, in Dubai uh, for the Icons of Porsche event. And there are guys who just enjoy the look of the car and they never hit the racetrack. So they probably don't need any upgrades. Uh, but at the same time, you know, of course, the the handling on the racetrack, but also to have a... Um, an outstanding car with our modifications, which has a different optic look or whatever. There are different reasons for customers going for our kits. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. I, I wonder, um, obviously, our, our friends at Visac right now, as so we're talking about what will become the 992.1 GT3 mm -hmm. RS. But as I said, Andres Preuninger and his team there will already be well into R&D for the 992.2 RS and further GT products. I wonder, as a as a, an official partner with Porsche, what insight you get into those cars, and 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 how soon? We're uh, currently we're not really involved in the R and D of new cars. Uh, we now are trying to get um, cars as soon as possible if there's anything available, so we can start our R and D. And at the same time, I mean. We have engineers also from Mantai in Weissach for different other projects uh, from motorsport, but also sometimes uh, street cars. And of course, there is a transfer of knowledge and we're talking openly uh, together. And, you know, the team of, of uh, Andy Preuninger, it's it's really, they, they have the same spirit, uh, although they are the manufacturer guys and they still looking always to improve and we're teaming up really good with them and everybody knows uh which target he has and uh of course we're trying to get more into that in the future and be 
more present with our kids after the release of the new model yeah. brilliant absolutely brilliant it's i think the the products speak for themselves michael but it's been fantastic to get some real insight in into the company you know you've added some real color which we we really appreciate the the last question really is kind of what's what's next for mantai going forward and and as a precursor of that are you d- developing anything for a 959 have i have i seen some bits there yeah, we also uh, get some inquiries from from Porsche in general for some other projects, uh, especially when they are the, the smaller ones. Like now, I was at Porsche Classic not long ago, and uh, they had such a huge amount of 959s there, yeah, which people bring there for restoration, and they are simply struggling now with uh, parts maybe because the cars are old, maybe something is not available anymore. Uh, I mean, also the R&D and development and technology and and idea of setup changed within the last 30 years. And so, you know, it was was welcome to to take a look at the car and uh, develop a new suspension kit for it with state-of-the-art technology inside. And uh, this is what we did. I mean, we had a car here. We did uh, uh, drive it on the track. Uh, we also developed a suspension kit for the 996 platform for the turbo. Um, because, I mean, simply the cars are 20 years old, 30 years old. And uh, so it's worth getting an exchange, at least if the car uh, receives a full restoration. You don't want to put in 30 uh, year old shocks, you know. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, the virtues of modern technology can transform even a, in a classic car, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah amazing. And, and so that 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 kit for the 959 is available now. Um, I'm not 100% sure about the status of availability, but it's it has a portion number. There will be a tri- price tag on it and it's available via Classic. Uh, I think the the pricing is also uh, fixed at PHG itself, and then it will be rolled out to the different markets. But um, I think if you own a 959, it's not too far away that you are able to change the suspension <laughs> to an actual one. Very, very much true. Very much true. Um, yeah. So I guess you know what, like I said, what what's next for for Manti away from 959 R and D? I mean, we are. You know, we are operating on on different projects. So, of course, after the first year in DTM, winning the championship title as a team, as a driver, and as a manufacturer, the aim is to repeat this next year. We also entering again WEC, uh, where we had been for the last ten years. Then, of course, the street cars, which is a main topic here at Mantai. We we try to get more and more involved into. The Porsche family, maybe, uh, I mean, in my personal dream is that uh, in whatever years you are able to configure your GT3 or GT3 RS and there is one box which you just tick and then there is uh, m- maybe below or above the YSOC package, you just click the Manti package. That would be great. But I mean, you always have to dream big. yeah. Otherwise, uh, just uh, operating in daily business, business doesn't bring you forward. And this is, I think, still the, the mentality and also the, yeah, the goal which comes from motorsport. Never rest, always go forward, always be that one tick better than the others uh, in order to to improve your skills yeah 
Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Michael, what, what a lovely way to end. It's, it's been a real pleasure talking to you and getting some proper insight into uh, the legendary Manti Racing and, and Manti Company. So thank you very much indeed for joining us on, on Nine Works Radio today. You're very welcome. My pleasure. Cool. So that was Michael Grassel from Manti in Germany. That's dealing with Manti as a subject centrally from in-house. Why don't we see what that means from the OPC side of things by crossing over to our friends at Porsche Bournemouth. Bailey here at Porsche Centre Bournemouth, Manti technician. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for joining all us. Yeah, Manti accredited <laughs> uh, through, through Porsche Centre Bournemouth as well. They've done it all for us. Okay. Uh, all Manti accredited, ran out to Germany, uh, got all the accreditation uh, for fitting the kits and all that stuff. So. Wicked. So how long have you been at the centre, first of all? Uh, so I've been here about two and a half years. Okay. Um, previous to that, I was at a Porsche Centre, uh, a Porsche specialist. Um, and then, yeah, came here about two and a half years ago. Okay, nice. And then, so from um, your point of view, then, when did like the the uh, Manti accredited side of things happen for for you? Uh, probably in the sort of like last nine months, okay. I'd say. Um, it's sort of Porsche have really pushed for it. Porsche have uh, bought part of like a, a shareholder in Manti now, about fifty one percent, I think they bought. Um, and ever since that, they've just sort of really pushed it on to getting people getting the kits fitted and getting the centers approved to do it as well okay so from from your point of view then is that something that you put your hand up for and say i'd quite like to get involved with that manti or is it something like the the center like comes to you on yeah no it was a bit of both um it was sort of my manager come to me um and asked me like the feel i was i'd sort of deserved of it um so they sort of come to me about it and yeah it was a it was an opportunity that I wasn't going to say no to, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're a bit of a car. car yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I, I do like my, I like my cars. I've always, always been into them. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, for what, what is it about Manti that you quite like then? It's, it's, it's just the, it's everything seems to be done properly. Um, we see a lot of cars that have been done sort of aftermarket bits, and it's not, it's not some of them aren't great. Um, but a lot, of, a lot of Manti stuff is, is really, really good. Um, the quality of the kit is, is second to none. Um, it's a, it's amazing stuff. Even unboxing it, you sort of get excited unboxing it. <laughs> um, and everything just looks, yeah, everything looks absolutely perfect on it. So yeah, it's all good. Okay. So when that kit is being fitted, I guess like retrospectively then, yeah. how, how easy is it? Is it straightforward, like clips into the same places? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Yeah. So most of it is all sort of, uh, change, swap in, swap out type thing. Uh, there's a couple of bits that you sort of need to wire in. Um, so it gets rid of the um, active suspension uh, sort of that you get with a PASM yeah um, but it does with those you've got wiring a few resistors um, into that um, and it, as I say it gets rid of the PASM but obviously they've got their own uh, adjustable adjustment points on the actual socks themselves um, but yeah a lot of it is sort of just unbolt it and, and, and bolt it back in put it on with yeah a, with okay. n- new, new shiny bits yeah <laughs> right yeah because that, that Manti kit it's it's suspension isn't it then yeah, you've yeah. got um, an aero kit as well yeah. which is rear wing canards on the front yeah, yeah exactly um, so they do you have to you can't really do you can't do the aero without the suspension okay. you have to do everything together um, you can do the suspension really without the aero but the, the to get the main benefit out of everything um, you need to do um, the whole the whole lot the performance package they call it uh, which is yeah the suspension uh, so it's co- uh, coil over adjustable coil overs all round um, and uh, brake brake lines as well um, okay new, I didn't new, know that yeah, yeah new yeah, braided yeah. brake lines yeah. in it um, you can option pads as well uh, new pads um, and yeah just a few different bits like that you get new under trays uh, 992 uh, GT3 you get new under trays and you get additional 
like uh, ducked in underneath the car as well on the front. Okay. And uh, as you say, the most noticeable bit is obviously the the wheels and the aero discs on the wheels. That's the bit that everyone talks about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously the size size of the rear wing as well. Rear wings considerably bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to watch it doesn't take your eye out. <laughs> yeah. Walk workshop, I guess. yeah, yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. I'm interested to know a little bit more about like those uh, the undersides of that car then, because obviously we don't see it when we walk no, around yeah, the yeah. showroom. You see yeah. the car. So is that like feeding like more air to the brakes, or is it? Like, yeah, the worst. So it's, it's it's more just feeding. So the air underneath the car is just cleaner. Okay. Uh, so when it when it goes under when it comes out from underneath the car, it is just a lot cleaner coming towards. It's all it's all for to get it out of the underneath the car and just keep all the air nice and clean. Get no turbulence in it. Um, so it's just that it brings it adds to the downforce yeah okay so fine. yeah it's, it is it is it's the little bits in it that that really do make the difference yeah yeah it sounds it, it sounds it maybe we should do like a nine works tv video yeah, yeah. The installation <laughs> yeah, i'd yeah, quite like to see it yeah, to see it in play yeah. like you know is, is there anything uh like above and beyond like normal say gt3 or gt3 rs spec maintenance is there anything like for for mantar is no, it no no it, it's it? a, they so they do keep it um there's something they sort of advertise quite a lot is obviously it doesn't get rid of your warranty and they have to work with porsche to to make sure it doesn't get rid of your warranty um and that the parts are good enough that they 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 can porsche can approve it and porsche will say yeah okay we're happy for that to be put on our cars yeah um so they do a lot of work with that sort of things yeah yeah wicked all right that's a fantastic insight but yeah, you nice. really appreciate that no worries yeah, not a problem we, f- from like an enthusiast point of view yeah you just see a car outside yeah with all the aero yeah it looks great <laughs> like, yeah you're, you're obviously the guy that makes it happen puts yeah it together, yeah. So. yeah no they are they are really good so and that they are excellent to drive as well. So <laughs> yeah, they, they does make a difference. It does really make a difference. Wicked. All right, Bailey, thanks very much for your time here at Porsche Bournemouth. No worries, not a problem. So that was Porsche Bournemouth. As I said earlier on in the podcast, there's two sides to the coin. You've got the OPC network and then the specialist independent network. And RPM Technic are Manti affiliated officially as well. So we'll cross over to RPM now and have a chat with them, particularly in reference to alignment. Ricky Nash, uh, yeah, king of the hill at RPM Technic. Mr. right. Very well. Thank you so much for joining us on Nineworks Radio. So you are obviously senior technician in the RPM Technic workshop, specialising in in Manti. I'd like to really focus on like the alignment side of things because we had an in- interesting conversation a couple of weeks ago when I popped into the workshop there, and and you Correct. were showing us around the Manti alignment system and how it works. So as an you know top level overview, what's the difference between that and say like a Hunter alignment system? Um, there's quite a few things different. Um, I mean, for starters, you can go along with um, it's mobile. Um, so you can take it to the race circuit. Um, we can move it around the workshop on different ramp bays. Um, but the, the best thing is, is uh, you're actually taking the wheels off and coming off of the hubs, um, which then go down onto the corner weight plates. So every adjustment you're making, you can see everything was going on at the same time. Um, so say for instance you uh, adjust the camber setting you can then go back and see what the corner weights are doing uh, with the ballast weight in the car as well um, and it even does air cool cars which is, <laughs> is quite handy um, and you know as, as a technician when you're working on a, a car on that ramp doing suspension work you can just drop the car back down and then reset and then and then go on your wheels and, and road test so you know it's, it's, it's time consuming in, in the saver which is is good yeah yeah I, I love the fact you can essentially take that system anywhere uh, that's that, that yes. is really cool but again when, when i visited you um a couple of weeks ago i think it was a 718 boxster s you were doing yes, use, using the kit so obviously it can be, be used for any car and as you said air mm-hmm. as well I, I guess it just uh you know outside of gt just lacks quite the adjustability of uh, yeah of, of yeah 
on that box, we did a KW suspension kit, um, which allowed us to do corner weights. And they got done more uh, road journeys. So we just added a little bit of uh, extra camber on the front um, and just changed the toes a little bit. Just a little bit more of a, a friendlier road circuit uh, set up. Um, and yeah, yeah, it drove really nice. Um, it worked well in that car. <laughs> what what sort of investment is it from the business point of view, I guess, in in the like alignment kit and also like from from your point of view is there any kind of extra like tuition training that goes into it yes so uh mentor i come down and gives training course uh, a few years back um on the system when we built the gt2 and the gt3 car um you know when you've been doing alignments you get an understanding of, of what needs to be where um but it was just literally learning the equipment for for, for me um and the time it saves on on doing a full alignment with heights and corner weights it's it, it shaves so much time off um and the end results are, are amazing you know it's uh, everything's very accurate um you know i've used many different machines over the years and you know you, you do a big adjustment and you know the, the camber angles once you get the car off you kind of lent on the tire so you then you have to reset the car um which you know it's, it's just time um and you just fiddle around and and get to need where you need to be yeah yeah we'd um I, I know again like the the where the manti stuff really comes into it is is yeah like on the track right and you can really dial things up um however on the podcast a couple of weeks ago we were talking about like fast road setups <laughs> yeah and and you know it's it's such a myth because like you know what is a fast road setup? A fa- <laughs> it, it varies so much from person to person yeah right? so I you mean, know so so for a fast road setup you know you, you're literally putting a tiny bit more camber on if you if you put too much camber on, on a road car it, it eats the tires up on the inner edge um you know so where i would call a fast road setup would be like a stage one track day setup so you know you, you run a bit more camber but you're doing more more track days than you are road road days um you know and then you can dial it in more and more and more depending on the driver and how he's getting on with with the driving of the car um but a fast road setup is is nothing crazy it's it's not a magical thing it's it's just a little bit more camber um, and you, you tidy the toes up and the car drives straight again. Um, you know, what people have got to remember is things settle on these cars over years, even if they don't use them. Um, so your alignment is, is normally going out anyway, naturally. Um, but yes, yeah, we get, we get this question a lot on fast roads. Like, what is it? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a little bit of extra camber, uh, but nothing crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, 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 yeah, it's almost mythical. I would yeah, say you know, yeah, no, yeah. no one quite knows what it is. And and somebody's <laughs> version of fast road is far more extreme than somebody else's, of course. And yeah, yeah. Well, well, this is, I mean, every time a guy or a client comes in for uh, an alignment, we'll sit down and have a chat, um, find out what the car, car happening with the car, uh, what he's more using it for. Is it just for track? Um, you know, is it, well, I've set up cars where people are just trailering them to the track because it's, it's so aggressive, um, but no fun on the road. Um, but it's very hard to get that fine balance if you are doing more track days and sort of more road as, as, as a 50-50 mix. Um, you know, we tend to say to them, you know, if you're driving to the circuit, just overinflate the tyres. So you then balloon the centre of the tyre out just to give that little bit extra wear on the tyre. Um, and then when you get to the circuit, obviously bleed down and, and go back out and do, do your day. Um, but, you know, it's all about looking after the tyre. That's a, that's a great bit of advice, Ricky. Like, love that. Absolutely love that. I, I guess for those like, yeah, serious track addicts, the uh, the geo. Well, it it can vary, right, from circuit to circuit. If you if you're oh, that intense on it, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of them, you know, a lot of the guys, they'll, they'll have a set-up and, and they'll do a, a year of, of track days if they have any spins, etc. you know, you realign. Um, but, you know, nine times out of ten, once the car's set, they're, they're normally pretty happy. Um, there's been a few guys where we've we've tweaked around and, you know, you go too far and then it feels a bit sketchy and it, it just doesn't work. Um, you know, you've got to remember that these are on road tyres as well, um, you know, the GT road car. Um, but, you know, if you've got the guys on the flicks, then you've got plenty more to, to play with, um, which is it's all good and fun. <laughs> I, I guess like at, at the other end of the scale, maybe for those that use cars for like fast road use, and that, that could well be a modern GT car, by the way, or, or, yeah, or, yeah. or an air cooled. You know, what what would you say like where where things are constantly changing, of course, underneath the car, bushes perishing maybe and, and et cetera, you know, how often would you say, would you advise people to like revisit the the geo on the car and just get things tweaked up? I mean, if you look at the UK roads, uh, they're not very good, are they? <laughs> yeah. So you know, it depends on on, on how many miles you're doing and, and stuff like that. But you know, say for instance, a new GT3. If you've had that car for a year and you've done say 500 miles, the back end sinks because of the weight of the engine. So it then moves everything on the geo. So you know, it all depends on on what the car's doing in its life. So say, for instance, that one, I would get it done after a year. Um, and then if you've got somebody who's doing lots of road miles, say five, 10,000 miles a year, again, you know, at the end of the year, have it, have it rechecked. Um, you know, it's, and then the track day guys, you have a spin, get it realigned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a great point to finish on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. It does. Everything moves. You know, you think with the track day guys, you know, they're, they're running on the curbs quite hard. Um, you know, it's, it's 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 quite crucial in these cars. They run such a wide platform as well, um, and they're very very sensitive. Well, uh, yeah, as Ricky, I really appreciate your time on Not Much Radio today and imparting uh, yeah, some of your welcome. your your insight and expertise. You know, again, like seeing you in action a couple of weeks ago was was <laughs> a pleasure. Really, you, you you know your stuff, so it's great that you're sharing that with the audience. So. Yeah, no, it's a, but you think for instance that day that was uh, two geometries done, mm-hmm. uh, full corner weights, right heights um in two sittings say and 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 you know before that would have been for me two sometimes three days work yeah it's it's bonkers yeah yeah it's it's i i was impressed at how it streamlined the system streamlined everything like you said from -hmm. from your side of things so there's an efficiency side yeah the mobile thing was brilliant so the two geos you did were actually in different parts of the workshop weren't you you know moving around in accordance to where other cars were on the ramp so that was exactly that that was fantastic and and the level of detail that came through uh like on on the ipad again was so much more involved so much more than you you see yeah on the hunter alignment system you know it's getting that fifty percent cross weight on on the corner weights. You know, you think you put the driver's body weight in if they're doing more track focus. You know, the whole corner weights do move, and then the cross weight goes out. But you know, with that, it's so fine, adjustable, and easy to use. You know, you can do it in a few minutes, um, and it's just the end results, which is is what you're getting. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. Definitely. And what's what's good about that, I guess, is you know. You, you give the car back to someone, they can go up the road and back, have a bit of a try. If yeah. they need another little tweak, we'll get it mm-hmm. in. It's Yeah, it's not a, like a really elongated process. To, no, to no, no, that's right. So, uh, yeah. Exactly. Brilliant. Fantastic insight. Yeah, Ricky, as I said, thank you. Um, I called you King of the Hill, but of course you're the, the, the Manti and, and the geo expert <laughs> at RPM Technics. So happy days. <laughs> thank you very Lovely. much. You're welcome. Thank you. Speak to you soon. All right, then. Brilliant. Well, look, that, that, that's a pretty well-rounded look. I would say at, at all things Manti. Absolutely. Yeah. 
good good to hear from everybody thank you thank you for everybody to par- participating i seem to be having words <laughs> difficult with my words today <laughs> love it absolutely love it yeah so that was that i guess um we've got a couple of admin bits to tie up haven't we a gem of the week yeah um a spread the love, love as well and we've got our quarterly works giveaway first one of 2024 yeah. which is a banger shall we, shall we play it good idea yeah why, don't, it, why don't we start yeah. with it sticking sticking with uh, rpm technic here's darren from rpm uh, announcing this is our wa- quarterly works and hero driver giveaway hi lee uh, darren from rpm technic here uh, great to catch up earlier and uh, i'm really happy to be able to offer a cracking afternoon at circuit for your quarterly prize draw for the dnhc as you know the rush members club was created by rpm technic back in 2023 with the purpose of helping bridge the link between owning a porsche and getting maximum exhilaration from your porsche we've been doing track days track support and track upgrades for many years now and what became apparent is it's just getting harder and harder for porsche owners to get out and fully enjoy their cars Rush Members Club takes a hassle out and makes it as easy as possible for people to do this. So uh, as part of our prize draw, we're giving an opportunity to join the Members Club uh, for an afternoon at one of our UK track events. The voucher includes a circuit lunch for two people, passenger wristbands, and then hot passenger laps in the afternoon session uh, in track prepared Porsches, highlight being a masterclass with Tim Harvey and his own GT3 MR. So we look forward to seeing the lucky win on track later this year uh, and keep uh, going with all the good work with the collective. Uh, look forward to uh, hearing your next podcast. Wicked. How about that? How about that? I want to win it myself. I do too. <laughs> Can I come? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talking about all things Manti or MR as, a, as it's kind of colloquially known, short abbreviation. Yeah. Get on track in, in one of them would be wicked. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? What, a, what an incredible and generous offer i mean it's brilliant isn't it yeah very much so we'll do the draw for that in the next episode so uh, stay tuned for that and see which one of our lucky works works plus or hero drivers have won an afternoon out with rpm technic on track with some manti goodness spread the love gents you want to do that or gem of the week yeah i'm ready for spread the love yeah what have you got andy b i as as per normal i'm on youtube (laughs) <laughs> I came across a really interesting little YouTube channel the other day. Well, today, actually, I think it was. And it's called Auto Shenanigans. And uh, this guy has basically done the history of like motorways and a like major A roads. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's a hole. You're going to drop down it, I tell you. It is intriguing. Absolutely intriguing. So it, it basically, you know, it'll start say the M1 and it'll go up each junction and describe different bits. And what there was a really interesting one, actually, I don't know if either, any of you have been to TRL, which was in uh, Hampshire near Bracknell area. So okay. TRL was where the original GTI international was uh, oh. sort of legendary in you know, sort of my age in the VW scene. And yeah. he's got an excellent video on the history of TRL, the TRL as well as it's but it's yeah it's just a great great channel talking about motorways and all sorts of weird stuff but yeah auto shenanigans auto shenanigans love it yeah. <laughs> can i just rely on you for something quirky andy b <laughs> it's good it's good right who's next up go on lee 
Uh, yeah, my spread of love this week is uh, for an Instagram page called Porsche Bells, B-E-L-L-E-S. Uh, and it's a new kind of affiliation or it's affiliated to Porsche Club GB, a new arm. I think it's run by Carrie Mason, yeah, who is part of the collective, I believe. And uh, yeah, it's quite simply, I'm going to read the, uh, the bio out. Uh, ladies from the largest car club in the UK, Porsche Club GB, from coffee and Anatta, road trips and shopping trips, to ladies that lunch or ladies that track. Basically, if you're female and you love Porsche and you want perhaps a little bit of a safe space to talk about and indulge in these cars uh, with other such like-minded enthusiasts, then that's, that's where to follow, okay? It's Porsche underscore bells on Instagram. Nice. That's yeah, that's a good one. I like it. I'm following that. As you say, Carrie's... Um you know, right at the forefront of that and collective member and, um, you know, proper, proper Porsche, mid-engined Porsche fans. So uh, (laughs) she and I, uh, we're on the same track. Yeah, 100%. And something, as as we've always said, is, you know, there's room for everyone, room for everybody here. And and it's really nice to see that champion there. So well done, Carrie, for uh, actioning that and and getting off the ground. and, And we wish you every success for that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll go now then. I'm I'm going to sort of segue um, between uh, spreading the love and gem of the week because I want to talk about Harbour Cars uh, down in Chichester. So uh, Harbour Cars, I've been they've been on my regular rotation of um, fantasy garage fodder for quite a long time. Now they're a Porsche specialist uh, down yeah Chichester Harbour way, and I really like the way they present their cars online and. Um, and they get some really great stock, you know, stock that's right up my street uh, as well. So I was delighted uh, when he said, Lee, that they were coming onto the marketplace um, as a new uh, affiliate partner. And their cars are now on the Nineworks marketplace. So uh, I'd implore folks to go and have a look. And um, one that I'd just like to point out is a, uh, is, is a Gen 2 997 C4S manual coupe in cream white. Yeah, so not your good. usual Carrara white, cream white, and it's got a full red leather interior. So it, it looks pretty mega. I'd love to go down there and see that, actually. But really interesting car, unusual spec, looks beautiful and typical of the kind of, uh, you know, the really nice stuff which they get in at Harbour Cars. Yeah, it's a great shout. Actually, there's some launch pictures I remember of the, of the time, the 997.2, and it was in that colorway. So it's like the, the 997.2 almost like launch launch colors just because they always pick something especially back then as well something that was quite striking colorway and um yeah that kind of matches that i guess and you're right we're very chuffed to have harbor cars on board as you know we don't our plan with nine works isn't to go and work with everybody it's just to work people that kind of we who we choose to and who we think represent us and have cinema similar values to us and and harbor cars definitely fits that so yeah we're we're super chuffed to have those cars on the marketplace and you can go and take a look at that now of course at nineworks.co.uk yeah there's i mean there's an absolute embarrassment of riches on there at the moment um you know something that everyone's got to look at sorry just to keep going on with gem of the week you've got to go and look at the um at the 991 gt3r that's rpm (laughs) yeah when i um when i got there last week uh to uh Drop the great fact I was staying for the day and I walked into the showroom bit and there's this bare carbon blooming GT3R sitting there in the, the collection bay at RPM. Some people will know what I mean, but I wasn't expecting it. You know, I didn't know it was there. And that that kind of thing, you know, that's, that's quite intimidating up close. It's amazing. <laughs> absolutely amazing thing. I put some pictures of it, of it up on my Instagram and uh, I couldn't 
quite believe it. I was chatting to Alex. I said, I can't believe this is going to be on the Nineworks marketplace, something like this. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's epic. You know, you've got yeah. to go and check it out, folks. It was our gem of the week last episode. And yeah, we, we loved it. We dived into the details of it there. So yeah, 100% go and have a look at that. Just utterly bonkers. Utterly yeah. bonkers. Yeah. I can't imagine, you know, we're talking about earlier on, Andy, you mentioned 992 and how you felt like a bit of a ragdoll in it. I, I, mm. In a similar kind of zest, I can't imagine as a race driver, and this is where they're different over us mere mortals, but I can't imagine jumping into that car thinking, right, I'm going to own this car today. Uh, that is the kind where you're saying it's intimidating to look at so aggressive and whatnot. I just, yeah, I couldn't imagine the mindset of jumping in and be like, right, I'm going to boss this for 24 hours. Or I know, I know. Yeah, this thing's going to drive me. Yeah, something else. I mean, you look at the inside, you think, yeah, jump in that thing. I mean, I, was, I, I watched whilst Alex got pushed out in it, you know, and uh, <laughs> just seeing him disappear into that thing. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Have we, have we got anything else to cover? Uh, we've got uh, a couple of new collective uh, members. I'll Ooh, go through those very quickly, if I may. Uh, we've got first off is Andre Santos, who's a rookie member, uh, drives a 987.1 Cayman. And you may all know him as the, the guy behind Legends Drivers Club. Uh, amazing. So, uh, at the Westrum Brewery, um, Andre has a great, great event up there. You've been there, Max. Haven't you? I've not managed to make it yet. I'm really no, no, want I've, to. I've yeah. never been to, to the Western oh, you haven't thing. Been? No, no, I haven't oh. been there. But I know Andre. Well, he's yeah. almost a celebrity member. He's, he's a hundred percent. He's a legend. He's, a he's yeah. definitely a legend. Yeah, top guy. It's great to have him on board. It yeah. really is. Yeah. And you know, I think what's, what's great is, and Andre, I don't know your age, but you look young, mate. You look, you look young. And, and <laughs> he it's, does. It's, you know, again, we talk about this, you know, Porsche community is an absolute melting pot of everybody. And it's really nice to see a young person getting in a Porsche and putting on these awesome events for other people to come and get involved in, you know, absolutely. I think that is absolutely it. spot on. So yeah, lovely to have you here, Andre and congrats on yeah. the car. Yeah, good work. And also we have a privateer, which is Wayne Marnie, who's based up in Halifax, West Yorkshire. Um, he doesn't actually drive a Porsche of his own, but he gets to drive them quite regularly because he's a, he's a, he's a, the official brand manager, sorry, classic brand manager at Leeds OPC. Um, and yeah, he really enjoys our podcast and decided that he wanted to join up and partake. Oh, amazing. Well done, Wayne. Welcome to have you here, sir. Welcome to yeah, have you yeah. here. To have you here. Wayne, got Wayne's two... got a really rad um, uh, bay window bus, hasn't he? Champagne he has. edition. Which yeah, is good great. stripes. Great, good yeah. Stripes. I knew that would be right up your street. Andy. <laughs> I think that might be where I got the inspiration. <laughs> okay, and we've got two upgraders. That's Lee Fish, who's gone from Privateer to Works Plus, and John Murray, and uh, works to Works Plus. Thank Lovely. you, guys. Superb. Absolutely. Taking advantage of the subscriptions. Yes. So it's a Tottenham Leather magazine. So, yeah, you can expect that to land through your door in the coming weeks and for 12 subsequent issues thereafter. So thank you, gents, for upgrading and to our newcomers as well. Super, Marvelous. super, gents. Well, yeah, that was a, another Nine Watch Radio episode. Always good fun with you boys. Always good fun. <laughs> really enjoyed it. Great to learn more about Manti as well, I have to say. Yeah, yeah really, really interesting. interesting. All right, then, gents. Uh, I'm going to go and... Well, the car's down off the ramp now. Happy days. Is day, it? So. Ready for yeah, test yeah. drives? Yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris, Good. Chris, come over. Come oh, yeah, I was going to say, how come we haven't had yeah. Chris on yet? We've, yeah, we're, we're sharing, we're sharing, we're sharing oh, one microphone, so I'll pass you is. over. The housewife's uh, favourite, well, Chrissy. Can't, can't hear them lately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give him some ears. Look how big his beard is. Oh, no. The technical glitch. 
Oh, testing, Ooh. testing, testing, testing. Hello, Can boys. How are you? Yeah. Ah, oh, there he is. How are you doing? Good. good to see you, okay? sir. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Look, you see. Hey, there's the car. I think Joe's doing up real nuts. Just, just how, was, how was your trip to the states, Chris? Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, not too many Porsches where we were. Yeah, just <laughs> didn't get shot. Yeah. Um, well, my brother lives over there, and that's his like. He, he's a, he's a bit paranoid, and his sort of uh, general consensus. We drove into Washington one day. He's like, if you get out the car, you will get shot immediately. <laughs> Never been anywhere like more safe. Parked right by the White House on Friday afternoon, and then drove to the airport at five p.m. You couldn't do you, like it was about the same distance as like you know being in the centre of London to Heathrow. You couldn't do that. Here, it's amazing yeah. how well me and Lee were just talking about how well the road system works over there. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. You just drive. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I see that you're um you're doing us a little special offer for the DNHC. We've got some. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some nice parts uh, discount and also um, discount on labour at the moment. So yeah, if yeah. you're a DNA, DNHC member, give Chris a shout. Yeah, we are doing a, a deal. So if you're a member and you can find some prices of parts online. We will match or beat that. And then also we're going to be doing a 15% off on labor. So yeah, just give us a call or an email at right tune and quite, quite happy to help you guys out through these Amazing. miserable winter months. Amazing. Good man, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. That's all right. On the, um, on, on the Instagram, on the right tune Instagram, Chris, I saw that blue, that early blue 930 turbo. Oh uh, yeah, that looked amazing. Tell us about that. What year is it? What's what's the story? That looks cool. I think it's seventy five or seventy six. Should know, but as usual, you guys put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> seventy five, I think. It's it's um it's an early one though. It's an early. It's the first. It's the early turbo without the intercooler. Very rare. The brakes don't work very well normally as standard, but these are particularly bad. So we're looking at sorting <laughs> that out um yeah and it pulls very dangerous well yeah basically the brakes don't work at all really and then it, <laughs> if you do hit the pedal it then tries to dive to one side yeah right uh it's so not the best because it is quick even for its you know for its era it's very fast even, even today and then yeah and then there's a bit of a few running issues but we've got to the bottom of that there was um part of the uh air bleed screw on the throttle body had fallen out basically or someone had unscrewed it it was just drawing in too much air. Yeah. They're no longer available, but luckily by just hope and a little bit of intuition, luckily from Joe, he said, well, hopefully it's in the engine bay. And after a lot of searching, we found, found it, it, found Brilliant. it, screwed it back in and yeah, wow. ma- sorted most of it out. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Good to hear. What a cool, they're so cool, those early 930s, aren't they? What a brilliant thing to have through the workshop. Yeah, it's really cool. It's it's quite it's quite you know they're quite rare. We don't see them very much, even if we're if we're honest. You know, you don't speak to a few people in the industry and all you know chit chit chat, and they're like, oh, you don't see them very much. You know, I think yeah. you see like two point seven RSs more than you yeah, see yeah, yeah, early yeah, three yeah. liter turbos. You don't is it right hand drive? Is that right hand is that right hand drive that blue one? Yeah, right hand drive. Wicked, yeah. wicked. Yeah, Mexico blue, nice. Yeah. No, is it Mexico? No, it's, it's is it metallic, isn't it? Not my um, department color paint colors. It's metallic, I think. I no, it's not not metal- metallic. Well, this one is, and it's sort of a, just oh, a flat. Blue. Oh, is it yeah. flat? Is it? I oh, maybe yeah. it is Mexico. All right. Well, I'll say goodbye. I've got to get back to it, and um, 
It's very nice to speak to you both. Yeah, All good right. to see you. We'll, see we'll, you soon. We'll, we'll sign off. We'll All right. Lee. Yeah, Lee. Yeah. Lee. No, we, don't, we don't need him. We don't, we don't need, need Lee him. now. We've got no, you, no, mate. We're done. Let's, let's say goodbye to the listeners. Okay. Yeah. From Wallingford, Oxfordshire. Thank you very much. Good night. I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by our very kind Driven Not Hidden Collective. If you would like to join the collective to get further access and rewards within the Nineworks community, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash Nineworks. You can also support us by leaving a five-star review on your favorite podcast app.